0: Two and
1: Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and let me tell you, it's been a wild couple of weeks. Anytime we take a break, that means it's time for me to spread my wings and take a stab at those things I've kept on the back burner. This time, those wild adventures included cleaning out my fridge, getting a pair of pants tailored and trying out that new Starbucks that just opened across the street. I know, I know it gets pretty crazy here. Good thing I remembered to enjoy it all responsibly. So please do the same. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business. So I found a couple of people outside the Ticketmaster headquarters protesting the price of Wiggles tickets and asked them to join me on the show. And they are heavily
2: confused. Kalen, your cocktail artist,
0: And Lily, you're frighteningly human-like AI copyright bot. (laughs) That's what we in the biz call callback. Listen to last week's episode to get in on the joke.
1: We have a huge backlog, and our jokes go back years at this point. Yeah. And our guest today is one third of a pop rock band who are the very definition of a comeback story. Although they hit the scene with a splash in 2015, releasing a slew of stellar EPs and touring with the likes of Sleeping With Sirens, Paris and Friends of the Pod, The Maid. They soon called it quits to pursue more important matters like fatherhood and graphic design. But life and TikTok had other plans for them. After five years of hiatus, their song Sex, Drugs, Etc. became a viral smash, shooting to number one on both the Billboard Alternative Airplay and bubbling under Hot 100 charts. They've since returned to bigger fanfare than ever, making their late night TV debut on Jimmy Kimmel Live, scooping up a nomination for Best New Artist, Alternative & Rock, at the 2023 iHeartRadio Music Awards and dropping their first ever full-length album, which coincidentally, we are here to talk about today. If you haven't heard of them yet, you'll soon become a fan, thanks to their upbeat blend of pop that can soundtrack anything from a long drive through the desert to laying out on the beach at night. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Reeve Powers of Beach Weather to the pod.
3: Hey, 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 thanks for having me. Woo, thank you for being here. We've, I don't know why I came in with the fat Albert, hey, 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 but that's what I, that's what I went with. So
2: We were judging silently.
3: Yeah, and everyone, yeah.
1: everyone turned off the podcast as soon as you did that.
3: Yeah. All right, give me a drink.
2: <laughs> but first, yes, we but... make you wait.
1: <laughs> the waiting makes it better. Does it? And I thought
2: it just makes it melt.
1: <laughs> okay, then let's get to right. it. Um, I let's keep this moving before we all crash because we haven't had our drinks yet. What has everyone been listening to over the past couple of weeks?
3: Great question. Um, I've been, uh, what's that?
2: (laughs) My sadness. I've been listening to my sadness.
3: (laughs) Hey, you know, (laughs) sad sad girl. That that one's for real. You know, that one will get you. I want to say some repeat. When I'm drowning out the sadness, I've been listening to um, the newest record by Phoenix, Alpha Zulu, a lot this week. Nice. Yeah.
1: I mean, that, yeah, I'm like, the thing is, I kind of fell off Phoenix a bit after like, what was it, their 2012 album? But Alpha Zulu has just been so good. Yes.
3: i um, listening to it yesterday. I love uh, especially that song Artifact mm. on there. So Check out that one if you haven't heard it. I saw them live at a couple um, festivals we played uh, back in December, and they just blew my mind with their new stuff.
1: Talk talk about comeback stories.
2: I've been really excited because for a long time, M83 kind of sucked and disappointed everyone.
3: Oh, no. <laughs> I like them.
2: It's, it's true. Excellent. They for literally him. He literally came out with, Basically, this this concept album that was a total flop. After after um, was it junk?
1: I think it's called Junk. Yeah. Yeah. So junk that Fusor. came out, and
2: yeah, so they came out with that epic album that was so catchy and fun, and and gave this sort of upbeat nostalgic feeling for me for some reason. Uh, and then their next album was just kind of like video game weirdness. And yeah, a good way. And everybody was just so disappointed. And the additional Don't put music, words in my mouth, <laughs> the additional music they came out with after that was still lackluster. It just wasn't anything exciting. And now fantasy recaptured my excitement.
3: Nice. I got to give it a spin. To,
2: Yeah. So I've been listening to that. Uh, I listened to it the whole album twice yesterday. I'm I'm very excited.
1: Sweet. Man, comeback stories. Lily, you got a comeback story for us or what? What are you actually?
0: On? Yeah, I do. Ooh. Um, Just yesterday, Hosier released a banger of an EP. Oh, oh really? Holy! Yes. I have oh two God, words, lovely. two words to describe that album. Shit fucks like nice. it goes so hard, particularly. I'm a big fan of the first and the last songs. Eat your yeah. young and um, threw me the flood. And I'm also a huge like literature nerd, like classic lit. I love that shit. So I'm so excited to see because um, he said that the album that he'll be releasing before the end of the year is largely influenced by Dante's Inferno. It's not like Mm -hmm. it's not supposed to be quite a concept album, but it's going to be influenced by like the nine circles of hell and like the descent, (laughs) like the descent versus like the ascent journey. And I just can't like wait to see what he does. I think also like, this, from what we've heard with these new three songs, he's playing with a lot of really interesting new influences. Like there's a huge house presence in like, in Eat Your Young, especially with like that repeating. Yeah. With like the, there's like this repeating melody that goes throughout it and it feels very like apt to be like a sample in a house song. And yeah, I just, I can't wait to see what else he does because God, those three songs are they just go so hard.
2: I played it more than the the new M83 album yesterday, for sure. <laughs> it's just, it's so good.
0: Mm. And also just anytime Hosier does anything, just eat it up. Eating yeah. it up. Yum, yum, yum.
1: Yeah. I need to listen to all of these things. I actually don't have a comeback story. What I've been listening to is... Um, a song that I picked as one of the best songs of 2022. It is open by Grace K. Grace K. is uh, a local LA artist. She um, has like this wistful pop sort of uh, vibe to her. She, I found out that we're like mutual friends with a bunch of people. Like I found out about her because we run with um, Nico, who is the uh, um, the head of to- Trailing Twelve Records. So, we've debuted a bunch of his artists on the show, and uh-huh. she was one of them. I think we, we debuted her song here like a long uh-huh. time ago. I, or maybe it was we did. Before didn't... my time, I hadn't been born yet. Yeah, no, I, I'm getting things confused. <laughs> I wrote a print piece for here, and we debuted a different song of hers on the show.
2: Go to pantheonpodcast.com slash Metallica, enter your email, and hit
3: that button to be
1: entered to win.
3: And just like that, you're eligible for our monthly exclusive Metallica merch package.
4: And guess what, rockers? You can enter every month. So just do it.
2: And while we love our global brothers and sisters, the lawyers won't let us ship outside the U.S.
1: Grace Please don't come at me if I cannot remember this, but her song, Open, is so good. It it is... Sound it. Yeah. It's it's kind of like um a a uh like what what do they call that in Broadway? Like the I want song where it's it's like this affirmation. No, 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 no jazz hands in this. (laughs) It's a it's an affirmation (laughs) song about learning to be open. And I just love the build up that it has. And then she's just got this like squealing guitar hook during the 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 bridge. So it's just it's great. Grace, you do good work. Um, thank you for chatting with me about what the best Legend of Zelda game is on Instagram the other day. Like that was that was a lot of fun. What uh, do you think
0: the best Legends of Zelda game is?
1: Uh, my pick is Majora's Mask, and hers is The Wind Waker.
0: See, to me, Twilight Princess can't be beat. Oh wow, we need I to love get around, Like, I'm just an Ocarina of Time girl. Okay, oh, Toons and
1: Tumblr's Toons <laughs> <laughs> and Tumblers bonus episode. We all sit down and argue what the best Legend of Zelda game is.
3: You- I would, I'm so here for that.
1: Yes, Reeve, you're, you are
3: invited. <laughs> I won't know a thing. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm so out of, I, I wish, I don't know, I just feel so consumed with my own shit. I just like find it so hard to sit down and play anything or watch anything for a long Reeves time. Reeve's
0: just sitting here like these fucking nerds.
3: No, <laughs> these nerds. all my friends love games i just like i'm just so antsy like even sitting in a movie theater too long i'm like, oh God, I wanna, like don't, even get, don't up. even
2: get me started anthony made me walk re- around the um avatar which
1: is you don't fairy, watch avatar, fairy, like, avatar at home fantasy, right you wait 12 years and you watch it in imax 3d <laughs> and <then> you forget <laughs> like, it ever happens that's, the- that's
2: theater doesn't have reclining seats and you can't pause it and there are always people on their phones and talking
3: Fuck that. I haven't seen Avatar. I haven't any seen of not the them. first one.
2: I personally think
1: that... You were too um, young to appreciate it, Lily. Oh, Jesus. I'm cu-
0: I, rem- <laughs> I remember it vaguely, but I also was at an age where I got it confused with the animated Last Airbender, so... Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'll you give you, you that. that.
2: So not, not so much a nerd, then.
0: <laughs> no. Me? A nerd? <laughs> Never. <laughs> oh, man.
4: We should
2: probably get this this show on the we, road. We should. We have been we have been dawdling outside this bar.
1: Yes, but I just want remind listeners really quick that if you want to hear more of what we've had on repeat, we have a Spotify playlist to accompany this section called YBLT. YBLT stands for What Have You Been Listening To, but really we only care about the BLT part of it—that delicious oozing sandwich of songs. There is so much music on there, from the stuff that Lily likes to the stuff I like, the stuff Kalen likes, Eric likes, and then whatever weird chip tune stuff that Drew still insists that we should put on the show. So go on there, listen to it. It's a roller coaster. Save it. And if you're an artist, send us your stuff. We get things in our inbox all the time from aspiring artists and a lot of them are bangers and we would love to feature them on the podcast. So hit us up, go check it out, save it, support artists and let's get into the bar. Love it. That means that Reeve, you need to show us your ID. What did you bring to show the bouncer today?
3: Let me go get my ID real quick.
1: I swear <laughs> I didn't forget it.
3: No, my my, I mom's it <laughs> <laughs> my mom's driving it. here.
1: My mom's driving.
2: That's funny. Sick ass guitars he's got.
0: Oh yeah, I love that bass on
2: the left, the blue one. All right. All right, the blue one. I was just gonna say that. That's so, sick. <laughs> so that's so, a sick ass bass you've got. There. Yeah, we
0: were admiring your basses. Which one? The blue, the one, one on the left.
3: Yeah. Ah, uh, the blue that one. Yeah, gorgeous.
2: I mean, the one in the middle looks like yin and yang, so that's kind of. cool. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, that's the one I play the most. Fender, the yin and yang, yeah, they're all, all Fender boys up there. Super cool. But uh, yeah, my ID, huh? I can show y'all. Um, I went dumpster diving with my uh, grandpa one time. And which is already we're off to a good start behind a church. And I found this um, <laughs> case. Wait,
0: wait, <laughs> dumpster diving with Keep grandpa going.
3: behind a church. That's what In I like, hear. Middle, middle of nowhere, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I was like, all right, I'll do it. And I, I found this um, interesting looking like case. I almost thought it was like a like a doctor's like house call, like medicine bag thing or something uh, like that. Creepy to me. So I was like, "Yeah, I want to open that." And then um, <laughs> I it like took me forever, and I finally got it open. And um, I already collect these, so I was pumped to find this. Oh, a typewriter!
2: Hi. Somebody just threw yeah. that in the trash.
3: Yeah, from 1964, Hi. in pretty good condition too. Um, I think it has a dent from where I tried to fucking slam it on the ground. So yeah, that this, here. Nice, this is a typewriter
2: showing us a Smith Corona typewriter.
3: Oh, I forgot you can't see yeah. me. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's. You can uh, tell yeah, them it's, that
1: you're holding up anything. Yeah. Wow, where did you yeah, find yeah. that life-size T-Rex skull? where did you yeah, yeah. That? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, find that?
3: Yeah. Wow, what's that? Baby. Where'd you, you um,
2: find that? So, yeah,
3: it's a it's a nice tan color 1964 Smith Corona. Um, but yeah, I I got super into them when. Beach weather I actually first started touring and stuff. Um, long rides in the car, and I'm I like to write about anything. everything. it's like the it's like a you know a, a poor man's uh, art form. You really just need your phone or a piece of paper or something. So I um, I always use this typewriter app, and one day I was like, I want like the real thing, and now I have like nine. I love them, but yeah, I found this thing in the trash. And I there's another one too from the same day. It's from a pharmacy, so it has like the little RX button, which wow. I think is super cool. Yeah.
0: There's just one day where everybody was like, you know what, guys? I think universally typewriters, they're done. They're
3: over. Yeah. Rub yeah, them the out. Trash. Get them out of here. <laughs> everybody. Just,
0: trash. Everybody yeah.
2: just went to the went to their trash cans and, and dumped all their typewriters
3: in. Yeah, they were all there. I, I got like two of them that day. So I was pumped. So
2: I wonder, I wonder when that, when that day happened, you know, the day that typewriters died.
1: Uh, also the the day day. that disco died. no. Was there just in another baseball stadium where they throwing all the typewriters into like a big can and lighting them on fire?
2: Yeah, it was kind of like in in Sleeping Beauty how they took all of the the spinning wheels and they put them in a pile and they lit it all on fire so that
3: it was it was probably when Steve Jobs like first dropped that that uh, <laughs> he that, probably you know,
2: planned it. He went
3: he went out there on those like super sick jeans and his New Balances and was like, "What's up, bitch?" And everybody's like, "We're gonna throw these out now."
0: <laughs> yeah. And then 2013 yeah. happened, and Tumblr decided. Actually, I,
3: yeah.
0: think I want those back now. Actually, cigarettes are sick. Yeah, and so are typewriters. <laughs> yeah, typewriters, Polaroids, yeah. cigarettes, fishnets. Yeah. I can go on.
3: And I was like, now I have a personality. <laughs> so yeah. yeah,
0: we loved we loved Tumblr.
3: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs>
2: So so did we get in?
1: I think so. he let us in? He did. He was too busy on his phone to realize that we were holding up a typewriter in his face, Mm. which I think works in our favor because we are here in the bar. And while Kaylin is fixing us up some drinks, I'm going to put an album on the jukebox. Lily, with your permission, can I run the jukebox today?
0: I suppose. Why not?
1: Awesome. Thank you. And I've already alluded to it, but we are listening to Pineapple Sunrise by Beachweather, which is out now on Last Night slash Arista Records. This Ooh. is this is kind of an unsuspecting album. It's the kind that gets under your skin. And at first blush, I think it's exactly what an album called Pineapple Sunrise by a band called Beach Weather would sound like. It's light, it's effervescent and poppy in a very boardwalk at the tail end of summer way. But beneath that, there's like this lingering anxiety and sadness that pervades its brisk running time. You come for the good times, but you end up sinking into your deepest insecurities. But, you know, isn't that just what being human is anyway? We're not the just a coat. condition. Yeah, the human Oof. condition. We're not just a coat of bubblegum paint. We're boundlessly deep in our experiences. And I think that this album Captures that perfectly in tracks like Unlovable, Hard Feelings, and Silent Type, and even the album art, which I want to talk about later, kind of encapsulates that to a T. The sunrise mm-hmm. isn't on the horizon; the sunrise is in us, right? Mm-hmm. But before I descend further, oh, cool I need to sip on. It. Yeah, well, I need something I to like drink. We
2: always point out things that the artist just like didn't plan. It's like it's like those magic moments that happen when you're designing something, like. Someone else may see something different in it that you didn't plan, but it totally makes sense. It's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. All those different perspectives.
1: But yeah, if we're going to go down that rabbit hole, I need something to drink. Kalen, I've been looking at these drinks that you have been fixing up and I need to know what they are. Please tell us.
2: So I've decided to actually name this cocktail the same name as your album because it, cool. it just makes sense. So Sounds like me, a cocktail. Has Buffalo Trace, which I know you love. And I love as well. I actually took a tour at their um, Kentucky distillery uh, feed awesome. back right before they changed out all of their original machinery, and they were basically going to be bringing it into the new age. And mm-hmm. that was like the last. I was part of some of the last rounds of tours before they did that, so I got to see some of like awesome all equipment that they were still using. Uh, It was it was a cool experience. But anyway, I digress. Uh, (laughs) So we've got bourbon. We've got pineapple juice because you can't have a pineapple sunrise without pineapple Uh, lemon juice. There's velvet falernum liqueur, uh, Mm. a homemade cinnamon syrup and Angostura bitters. It's all shaken and poured over a bunch of fresh cracked ice. And I garnished it with a dip dyed uh, pineapple slice to make it look like a sunrise
1: sounds amazing cheers. let's try it cheers everyone
2: oh, oh what yeah. do you have today lily oh, hell yeah that's good <laughs> i have a big old bottle of water Ooh, oh and then and you've got a big old bottle of uh like...
3: this is uh this was a gift from my dad Aww. um he got it for free for christmas at work i think and he gave it to me <laughs> <laughs> what is it <laughs> uh it's i've never tried it before until now it's basil hayden red wine cask finish Ooh. um it's fancy l- a little too Bas- fancy for me but we'll <laughs> drink her
0: doesn't basil hayden usually make whiskey
3: yeah for it's Bird whiskey yeah it's just that, uh they just, just uh, oh yeah aged it in the
2: in the wine barrel know, wine yeah that's super cool it's like they crossed. they crossed it a lot of wines are done are aged in like bourbon barrels or whiskey barrels. And now you can get your whiskey in a wine barrel. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> really stepping it
0: up over there. Haylen. Engineering that excites. In typical
1: fashion, where we're trying to uh, like kind of open the door for more sober and underage fans to be able to enjoy our drinks. How would you mocktailify the Pineapple Sunrise?
2: Okay, so there is actually a spiritless uh, Kentucky 74 non-alcoholic bourbon that you can use. I'm loving all of these non-alcoholic spirits that that are coming out. They're actually good. You'd, you'd be surprised, you know, with the Clean and & Co and various others that I've mentioned uh, in the past. I think that you don't need to have a mind-altering experience when you're trying to enjoy something flavorful and i think that that part of it for some people is nice but it's not required to enjoy drinking something Mm. like you don't need alcohol in your burger for lunch do you no
1: it well it it could though maybe like if you want to do like a reduction,
2: Anthony, come on,
1: like some sort of <laughs> bourbon reduction. Let me
2: ha- let me have this one.
1: <laughs> like I was just thinking about it lunch yesterday. They because it was St. Patrick's Day. Sorry to to spoil the illusion of when we record everybody, but um, well, yesterday, uh, catering made us a Guinness braised chicken breast sure. that was fucking delicious. Just this like awesome just this the the Guinness they had just cooked down to just like this this like really thick rich sauce and it was just so sweet and
2: did they have an non-alcoholic version as well
1: I mean when you cook alcohol <laughs> Kaylin do you I need to explain to you what happens when you cook alcohol Absolutely not
2: <laughs> I'm smart I promise
0: right. I could use one though Yes I know, I don't understand nothing about science or math so yeah. Any insight I I barely, helps.
2: I can barely it's magic. I can barely human, let alone math and science. Come on,
1: guys. <laughs> you just throw it in a pot, wave, wave your magic wand, and then it is sugar instead My of alcohol. Goddamn Leviosa. That's what they did in Harry Potter.
3: No, it's Leviosa. <laughs> I, was
2: wait, I was waiting for somebody to correct it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of want to talk a little bit about beach weather, because when I actually discovered you guys through your song "Rebel Sun, which I believe was off of your uh, 2016 EP. What, uh, what a drag, correct? Yeah, what from? a drag. Yes, yeah. but it was one of those things where I like found you in the middle of the pandemic, so like maybe early 2021, and I think by yeah. that time you guys were like not together at the moment. No, uh, no, no.
2: It's always so disheartening, you know, when you when you really like find an artist that you're like oh my god they're so cool and i'm always yeah. that type of person that's like i need to see them live let me see when they're going to be on tour in la this oh band they don't has, exist this
3: band has broken. that that's around when we were making this album though or mm-hmm. finishing it yeah well what I, that's so we, we were secretly together just
1: hush hush <laughs> maybe the universe was like hey you need to be aware You need to be aware this is about to happen. Mm -hmm. But I think that kind of gets to the point of my question, which is, um, what made you decide to reunite?
3: Um, so we decided to take a little break because we had been touring so heavily, um, in like 2015 through 17. And, um, I think Nick, everyone had been doing it way longer than me. Like our first tour was like the week I turned 21. So I was super new to everything. Um, I never really, like I, I played shows and stuff, but I never did like a super like rough tour. Like our first tour, we were playing like House of Blueses and like, you know, we were like opening for bands that were like doing it already. Um, so I, I don't know. I think a part of me back then, like all of them were just so used to it. I wanted to like, experience touring with people who are like down to clown and like do all the you know sightseeing and do all like the little dingy bars and was just weird i was like a little you know little pretentious indie kid now i don't care uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then uh you know and all them had been doing it for so long i think you know we just want to take a little break but then after a couple years um you know I had visited Nick in Boston a few times and we wrote some stuff together and then he would come to Nashville and then, um, but there's just something so special when they start the songs with um, Sean and Nick, when it comes to the beach weather stuff. Um, Where I was like, you know, you guys should really like, you know, I was telling Sean, I was like, you should put the bug in his ear to start like writing on FaceTime or something like that. Cause there's just something like magical about that. And I had like put my, ego aside that like beach weather is like when they started and then we put, put the band around it. You know what I mean? So, um, after bugging them for like a year and a half, they finally did it. And he's like, actually we we're writing like really cool stuff. Cause Nick didn't write for like two years. And then I was like, yeah, no shit. Like you're really good at that man. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> like, I, I missed you.
3: <laughs> I'm like, that's what you do. Like, you're really good at that. Like, thank God you're doing it again. Um, you know, because uh, we all we all write like Nick is actually more of like a folk guy when he's alone. I do more of like, like louder, like early 2000s, like kind of like rock stuff. Sean does like some super heady, like you know, big sounding. But when we come together, it's just like what beach weather is. And uh, I don't know. I think we were all just missing that. And then the pandemic happened and it pushed us recording. And then we're like about a year into that. We're like, well, let's just go to Arizona get some desert vibes going and make this thing and then uh we were going to release it in January of 22 and then we got a few labels hitting us up cuz sex drugs etc i just started blowing up and we didn't know why so i had to like da- <laughs> i had to nice. like <laughs> i had to like download tiktok and figure out what that was cuz none of us had it oh my gosh that must have been so many
1: artists who are just like we had no idea what this was and now we're famous
3: yeah and like well it started with like a spanish netflix show and then after a few months right is that yeah 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 Yeah. and then it hit TikTok, and you know we we pushed the album by like a year you know because instead of just casually putting it out we're like you know let's let's give this thing the attention it deserves and kind of you know put out singles and do the whole thing Mm -hmm. sorry that was like a very long
1: you don't have to you apologize. The yeah. Yeah. I was you just thinking about it. like Nick, Nick and Sean being in the studio, and it's like that meme with Mike Tyson and the pigeons going, "Now, kid."
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm the now kid. Kind of kid. Yeah. Yeah. I love
2: that. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of cool that you know you touched on all of you coming together and that you know your your sounds on your own are so different but when you come together with other people to collaborate as artists you know other people can kind of give you influences and ideas that you wouldn't have thought of because you're you know kind of in your own lane i've i've experienced a lot of that because i work uh in a creative field where if you're just working alone you're creating something that's only got your eyes on it and only what you're thinking about. You have someone else come in, they can, you know, give you a fresh take on it. Another set of eyes sometimes gives you or ears gives you that special different thing that you could never have created on your own. And I think that's really special.
3: Yeah. There's chemistry between people, you know, that's just so undeniable. And then um, we just, I don't know it's just funny because we never we none of us live by each other we don't like hang out like when we see each other it's beach weather stuff Mm -hmm. and it's always been that way so there's just something about giving our band a week to make things happen to where we're not afraid to say that idea sucks let's do this like nobody's feelings gets hurt it's like as we always say it's like a school project you know Mm. like on some of the projects one guy might do more another guy might do more another guy might have like the idea but the other guys do it it's just like it's always something we just make it work you know what i mean Mm -hmm.
2: it's it's kind of like the perfect way of doing collabs you know you get your voice heard and everybody else gets their voice heard without Mm -hmm. you know being being too sensitive i i think that sometimes i've been watching (laughs) Lily and I were actually texting about this. I've been watching The Hype uh, on Netflix. It's basically mm-hmm. a street street fashion competition show, reality show. And <clears throat> you know these people are put in teams, you know, in these these fashion related shows to mm-hmm. collaborate and to create something new. And sometimes, you know someone's voice will just be dampened out by others. how do you How do you guys actually make that? work you know is it just kind of automatic for you or do you
3: well you know you get three guys who are just insane together in a room and uh you know um if you want to get astrological with it like nick and i are a couple leo boys and Love you know it. like
2: yeah um, yeah leo you know, Ooh, wait, so is i is everyone anthony's uh, surrounded by three leos right now that everyone no like, way.
0: Leos
1: have entered the chat yeah. Welcome to the
3: Lions Den, brother. Oh
2: yeah. <laughs> oh my god.
3: Um, but sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just personalities are everyone just has such a big one and uh it's just, you know, it you just got to trust the process is the thing like if you feel like you're not being heard enough that day or something. Like we kind of just have this thing where it's like, dude, grow up. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just how it is. Like if you want to get anything done, you just have to grow up and be like, you know, today your idea wasn't the best. Yeah. Tomorrow- I think
2: being humble is important in a collaboration. And
3: tomorrow it might not be, you know, like it's just stuff like for this album, especially, you know, getting back into it. I just knew, you know, because Nick became a dad and did all that stuff. And uh, I just knew it was very important for him, for for him, like lyrically to not have like me or anyone else poking too much at that aspect of the album and so i I kind of just did the wait wait my turn to put some hands on it kind of thing so when we got in the studio i was like well what about this what about that you know we we're trying every idea but when it came to like writing the like you know sean brings this part out of nick that's super interesting it's like whenever they get together it nick almost goes into this um like lyrically he feels like very comfortable i think him and i are so alike that sometimes that like getting too comfortable in front of each other almost feels like weird or something like that so when they get together it's super special and i just like knew that needed to happen i kind of butt my head in you know because if we make this work there will be more albums and i can do my thing too so on this album i was a part of it more like musically than i was like lyrically and stuff And like, as a writer, I'm like biting my tongue and everything, but he just needed it. And I recognize that as like one of my best friends that he needed that, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of something we all have to do. And then like, there's some things where like visually I kind of took the front seat, like on Trouble With This Bed, I kind of produced that video as in like putting all that together and everything like that. It's just like different things we all, you know, it's whoever has the idea, Mm -hmm. Uh, but
0: Just last night, I was talking about producers and like how some producers have a way of like putting themselves like having a very clear marker of, I know who produced this track. Whereas you have other producers that serve the artist a little bit more and are able to bring, like Pharrell, for example. I feel like Pharrell is absolutely everywhere. And while he's got, you know, his tag and some presence in the work that he works on um he does a really great job at serving the artist every time and making sure that like his priority is bringing out the best parts of mm-hmm. them with the skills that he has and i feel like that's mm-hmm an incredibly valuable and important part of any collaborative project that not only are you bringing yourself and bringing your perspective, but also you're making sure that you're serving what the communal idea is and what the vision is and what the strong route that you're trying to go with is.
3: Yeah. Yeah, What's interesting about us is um, when it comes to the actual music, I was saying I produced more of like the visual stuff for like the video and everything that we did. But when it comes to like the actual music, like producing it's, we have like a unique thing because our guitar player, Sean, and his brother who uh, plays keys with us live. Um, are amazing like music producers and they're, they've been doing beach weather since the first EP, but Sean didn't actually join the group until this album. Um, but you know, I've learned so much from being around them, and just knowing and hearing like who else Sean has produced for and Alex has produced for I can say that I think they they go more of the bringing the most out of someone approach rather than having like their set sound for everything and I think that's super cool because I worked on some stuff with um Sean during the beach weather hiatus thing so I kind of got to see up you know, like one on one, like what his production style is like, and I don't know. He just, I th- I think he just amplifies this part of us, like as a group. Like in that setting, like he's like him and um, Alex are like truly like their leaders of like bringing things out of everybody, which is super cool. Just to kind of like lean back and let that happen. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, what do you think is the most interesting thing that they've brought out of you that you didn't expect?
3: I've mainly recorded music live in the room with bands and stuff like in Nashville. That was just kind of the thing. You know, I did a lot of like analog live room, everybody plays at the same time type of stuff, which I think has made me like a great live player, like playing live and stuff. Like I'm pretty like accurate with it. But as far as like expanding what it is to like make art and music and everything like they're showing me they're like well that's great you know how to do that like a lot of people here can't do that but that's not what we're doing like there's this whole other way of making modern music sound the way sound like the way it sounds and you can't do that with how you've been doing it and just kind of learning from them to like make this whole new style like beach weather is such a unique experience for me I feel like I've it's changed my outlook on even listening to music too. Cause before this band, I was like all like 2003, like strokes Kings and Leon and like um, Bob Dylan, full band, like, you know, blonde on blonde kind of stuff like that. And uh, I don't know, they just brought this modern music thing out of me that I didn't know I had, you know, and it's super fun cause now I'm like playing synth and all this shit (laughs) and it's like so fun. and uh yeah, yeah i don't know unlocked i unlocked you yeah they unlocked a part of me for sure that and my playing because um i kind of lied about playing bass when they were starting this band
1: because oh. oh.
3: i was i was supposed oh. to play um guitar and we kept looking for bass players and um at, at this point it was really only me and nick and we were looking for bass players and um hearing how all the bass lines were turning out compared to the guitar parts it like they kind of interested me a little bit more and at the time um alex the one of the producers was playing all the bass stuff on it and growing up all of my favorite parts of songs are bass lines i just never had the opportunity to play bass because in my friend circle growing up i was always like the singer guitar player guy so hearing like all these fuzzy bass lines and stuff, I was like, "Oh, you know, like I I play bass." They're like you do? <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I like went to Guitar Center, got like an eighty dollar bass that day, and like learned all of them real quick." And we went on our tour, like our first tour, like a yeah. week later. I'd only been playing Are bass. You that guy a who week?
1: just like learned to play the instrument inside the Guitar Center for like four hours. <laughs> There's that. No, meme I of, like. Of like uh ripped Arnold Schwarzenegger running away really fast, and it just says uh me leaving guitar center after playing Smoke on the Water for four hours. Yeah.
3: Just, <laughs> yeah, I I I'm such an <laughs> asshole actually because I learned all of our songs on bass like two days before our first tour. Wow. Like at all. Um I mean, we only had like five songs back then, so that's it was still, like whatever. days that close. Yeah but that's just how I kind of am. I don't know why I'm like that, but I, uh, we had, I don't know. I just never really played bass. I bought that one. And then instead of like staying home and practicing, I like went on a trip to Chicago to see my friend and he had a bass at his house. So like they all went out to lunch and I learned like two of the songs. Then like the next day they went out to drink and I learned like one of the songs Then I went out and then like, I think I learned one of the songs day of, of like our first show. Wow. And uh, I was a little shit back then. I would not do that now, I don't think. But Wait,
1: was that like a headlining show or were you opening for somebody? Do you remember like the context?
3: Oh, I remember completely. Um, <laughs> our first show was the first show of a tour with a band called The Main. And oh my God. we're telling John.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're telling yeah. John on
3: you. Oh, John, no. Yeah, they all know. <laughs> yeah, I got to know them all like really well back then. And the, we, we we like share a manager to uh, the their drummer's brother is our manager. Mm. Um, yeah, but it was, uh, it was such, I wish I had the photo around here. It was such a crazy place for our first beach weather show. It was like in Vegas on this outside stage and there's like all these palm trees and shit. And it was just like, our first show photo looks so cool, but like wow. only me and Nick are still in the band. So it's like, I wish. You know, but you know Photoshop
2: can <laughs> you can oh, just yeah. Photoshop the other guys' faces. It'll be fine.
3: That'd be so fucked up, but <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> or do like what people do on their dating profiles when someone random is in their photo and they just put like a uh
3: a... like an emoji. hmm Yeah. Yeah.
2: Funny. Could all you could just turn them into glowing, glowing figures.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. They could be the pineapples. They
2: could be the pineapples.
3: Yeah, the, the little aura guy in the front of our Yep. Oh, yeah. Or just Probably.
1: turn everyone into Left Shark.
3: <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a while read. since I heard that one. Good reference. Left Shark.
1: Left Shark has been coming up a lot in conversation recently. I don't know why that is. And it's not just because I keep bringing up Left Shark.
2: <laughs> if you don't talk about Left Shark, then it won't come up, Anthony.
1: Same with Lizzo. No, take that out, Drew. I love Lizzo. That was That was a weird piece of feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I do love Lizzo. We are very excited to see Lizzo at the same show that we're going to see you at in May.
3: Oh, cool!
2: We're going to be we're... at uh, at Bottle Rock in oh, Okay. L- oh, I, actually... I didn't know Lizzo
3: was going to be there. Sweet.
2: Oh yeah, Lizzo's yeah. going to be there. Lil Nas X. Um, Post Malone. Post Malone. Uh,
3: Post Malone is what um, I mean, I'm stoked for. going to be there. I want to play beer pong with him so bad.
2: You <laughs> could just you could just do what uh, Guy Fieri did when we went last time and just show up on stage randomly. He just <laughs> he's like keeps, the phantom of the show.
1: I was about to be like, yeah, the phantom of Bottle Rock. It was just like all of a sudden we're like, is that is that Guy Fieri? Like yeah, everywhere like we went, we're just stage. like,
3: is, is is that Guy Fieri? I get to see him just showing up off fucking stone. I was like, oh, yeah. no,
2: he was trashed for sure. We yeah. watched him get trashed on the on the Williams Sonoma stage.
3: <laughs> That's where you. I get, don't blame him
2: yeah it's gonna it's gonna be fun we're uh we're hoping that we'll be able to chat with some artists and maybe even you in person while we're there yeah, yeah. and maybe Please. even guy
0: fieri if he yeah. comes back this time If he time. comes
2: back he seemed to have a lot of fun last time so who mm-hmm. knows
1: you'll know him by the just gaudy flames on his shirt he always wears that shirt and i respect a man who commits to the bit like that
3: and i mean oh, i bought a shirt the other day that reminds me of him <laughs> i love that i did here oh my it was right behind you <laughs> yeah
2: it that is sick that's so good <laughs> check
3: out check out these buttons though they got dice but oh, oh sick. My god.
2: that shirt
1: is we need to there. we need to post this on social so listeners can see this oh my here. god it's
2: like i'll take a quick photo if you hold the 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 guy shirt
1: up. Well so, also Drew has all these files. I'll just tell him to pull this part.
2: <laughs> I can also you yeah. can do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good idea.
3: Um yeah. Um <laughs> but yeah, I'm gonna get so drunk in that shirt. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Don't puke on it. That's a drunk that's a shirt you want to get drunk in though.
3: Oh I know it's very lightweight.
0: That's
2: the shirt you wear to Margaritaville, man. Yeah. yeah that's
1: the uniform for that's Margaritaville. The uniform can we go Margaritaville Margaritaville to Margaritaville I'll tonight? Make it, I'll make I'll make a walker. walker. We're supposed to go to a party tonight. I don't want to go to a party. I want to go to Margaritaville. Drew, cut this.
0: <laughs> Uniform for Margaritaville is that shirt and a walker with tennis balls on the bottom.
1: <laughs> okay, now you got
3: to keep this. And in, those Drew.
2: and those wraparound <laughs> sunglasses.
0: Yeah, and like a visor,
3: green I was, with. I was with thinking more trim. like. I was thinking more like Heelys.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Cargo shorts with Cargo at shorts. least like
3: 12 pockets on each side. And for some and, reason, like, I have, like middle. mozzarella sticks in my hand. I don't know. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Drew. <laughs> Drew, this is the bumper and a <laughs> massive box, vape. Yeah, <laughs> Drew. You know, one of
2: those big ones. that looks like an old huh.
0: I'm just now imagining healing past while just leaving a cloud behind you.
3: <laughs> yeah. They're like, damn, I bet he fucks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hide they're your Drew. bitches. He's just, here.
2: <laughs> literally just on fire going by in your Heelys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Drew, this is the bumper for the episode. Please pull all of this. This is this is it. We found it. We, fa- we found our <laughs> calling, Drew. We we did. We did. Save this sound bite, please. Oh my gosh. And you know, we're kind of coming up to the end of the interview bit, but before we go. Um, sex, drugs, etc., has become such a massive hit. Uh, in the same way that most things become massive hits nowadays, which is no one fucking knows. Everyone just likes it and shares it so much. So I wanted to ask a question of the room about the song. And where did I write it? So what is your etc. in sex drugs, etc.? Like what do you pair with sex and drugs? What is your et cetera?
2: My et cetera is pugs. Sex. Sex, drugs, drugs and, and pugs. pugs.
3: Sex, drugs, and pugs.
2: Yeah. That's, pugs are always my et cetera, honestly. I got my first experience with pugs growing up. They've been all throughout my life, a very big, big support. You know, mm-hmm. having having a, a furry thing that doesn't require a lot and that can give you the emotional support that another human can't give because they're complicated. Mm-hmm pugs are just not complicated <laughs> they just, just want to put their tongue all up over your face
3: yeah we, people want to do that too by you and that's some that's, people want to do that. I mean, we have a couple frenchies oh
0: we
1: we love, yeah. we love a smoosh <laughs> lily what's your et cetera?
0: my etc is sex drugs and a nap because mm. those things take up a lot of energy so <laughs> you're gonna need a nap afterwards
3: okay. mm-hmm. all right. Good. I, um, the, that song is so, is so funny because to me, I always seen it as like, uh, almost like sarcastic, like on the way, it's like on the way to like a shitty party that once you're there, you're never gonna, you know, give a fuck that you're there really mm-hmm. anymore. So I always saw the et cetera part as like super, like, uh, like lame conversation and, and people and stuff. But if we want to put it in like the, the, you know, the way of being like a good thing, sex, drugs, et cetera. For me, would just be, um, just, just art. Cause those are the three things like a little bit of weed, get laid a little bit, <laughs> do some art, <laughs> like it's just good shit. You know,
1: sounds like this, the Chili's appetizer sampler platter.
3: Yeah, at the trio. That, or when you get like the the Mexican flag dip at a restaurant, they have like the queso, Uh the salsa. Yeah. I love that. It's it's like back and
1: forth between them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Back and
2: forth and back and forth forever.
0: Question How do we feel about dipping queso and salsa? Is it a crime? Is it awesome? Yes. Oh, it's amazing. Good. Good. I I actually
2: bought a jar because I was feeling really trashy the other night. I actually bought a jar of. Like the the t- Totinos or whatever the fuck brand it is, uh, yeah. cheese salsa. It's literally just cheese mixed with salsa already. I put it in a little bowl, That's... microwave it for like ten seconds, and I dipped hot cheetos in. Is it. that
3: red and white stripe kind of like that peanut butter and jelly goober stuff? No, no, no
2: it's fully mixed. It just looks <laughs> cheese that has like yeah little bits in it. Right. <laughs> nice. like the salsa's just mixed in, and it. I mean, with hot Cheetos, it was just everything I needed at that. Moment.
3: Ooh, I nice! That I love hard. when you can, I, I love it when you can do less shit and they just do it for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know? It sounds perfect with hot Cheetos too. Mm-hmm. I never even thought about dipping hot Cheetos in queso, but like you've just changed my entire life. I think.
3: Oh, Jeez. I have a I have a pretty. <laughs> we were doing um, a fake version of Chef's Table backstage at a release <laughs> party, <laughs> and we called it Jeff's Table. I gotta find this shit here. So we had a bunch of stuff on our rider, like chips and like whatever, like like charcuterie salami stuff. And um, I got a little buzzed after ap- before we played or something. And I started making this little thing for Sean. So just so that people can know what we're saying here, I'm about to show you a cheddar ruffle with a piece of uh Cheese and salami, a breadstick and a carrot on top of it. Oh shit! My screen turned off. <laughs> and this was my this was my chef's table masterpiece. Oh my god! Oh,
2: man, chef's. Kit. That was-
3: It's supposed to be for like rednecks, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Love it. Like remember- that's trailer. That's trailer park boys. Chef's table.
2: Hell yeah!
1: I remember I was working on a shoot in Kentucky back in 2017, and they were like, uh. Like there were the L.A. people, like the people who flew in from L.A. to work on the movie. Then there were the locals who they brought in to work on the movie. And during the weekend, like me and my L.A. friends were like, we're going to go like we had to go all the way to, Na- to Nashville. I think mm-hmm. Yeah, we went all the way to Nashville, like cross the border and everything so that we could drive and get Trader Joe's because that was the closest Trader Joe's. It was 90 oh, minutes damn. away because we wanted Dang. to go to charcuterie board. And we're they're just and I remember telling people on set like we're gonna go to Trader Joe's and build a charcuterie board and they're like what is that like <laughs> oh you know cheese plate like cheese plate and then they they like showed us like uh you, you know those like Lunchables like crackers <laughs> yeah. and, and cheddar and I'm like you know that's close I mean you're invited so you can this this it sounds really pretentious it does like, no like, it does. like
2: the, no
3: joke the, no joke like the adult Lunchable no yeah joke.
2: I went
1: to the grocery store this
2: morning to buy supplies. And I bought two Lunchables. I have eaten a Lunchable today.
3: Oh, really? Like, nice.
2: I, I have the second one in the fridge waiting for me for after this. Which Lunchable uh, did I, I get? What was it? Is, it, double, it is a always, double Lunchable. Oh, yeah, it's because they're so small. I'm not a child anymore.
4: I know, um, I like so it. So
2: it was a, uh, I always get the turkey cheddar, you know, and crackers one. I don't like American cheese. I think it's just plastic.
3: Yeah, they gave you that government oh. cheese. Yeah. yeah,
2: I don't want no government cheese. <laughs>
1: According yeah. to Ray Fines from the menu though, American cheese is best for burgers. I don't remember why. That's bullshit.
3: I'm a sharp cheddar kind of man. Yeah. Make it extra sharp.
2: Yeah. Or put some yeah. jack cheese on that shit.
3: I think he
1: said what I, I love the menu, but I don't remember what he says. It was something like the cheese doesn't break when it melts mm. or something like that. Mm.
2: Nor does cheddar if you do it right.
1: Anyway. <laughs> sorry to get sidetracked. <laughs>
2: Side sidetracked with sandwiches is the is what we do best, Anthony.
1: I have this idea for like a highbrow restaurant, like a high highbrow bougie restaurant, um, that is uh like chef's table versions of the food that we ate in childhood. So like Dino Nuggets and PB sure. and J and Lunchables, cheese. mac and cheese, and I just want to call it Recess, and it's just all it's That's like cool. we adultify all of it, and the di- like whatever sort of you know, um like uh homemade breading that we do for our like organic free-range chicken they still have to be shaped like dinosaurs Absolutely. like that's yeah that's the thing yep you can't that be sweet dude. dude yeah they just taste better when you're eating birds off we are now see- seeking venture capital for this from the silicon valley bank so hopefully someone can get us some
3: <laughs> should have a, we should have a box, but it's just hit clips
2: we need a sugar daddy for this this
1: show, Anthony. We do. Mitch, when are you going to be rich? <laughs> Give us more money. Mitch! 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I was thinking about what my et cetera is. And I don't know. Sex, drugs are great. But you know what? Maybe a little bit of emotional intimacy is my et cetera. Ooh. Give me some emotional intimacy. Mm-hmm. I nice. just want to feel good. Mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Let's I Let's wrap that. this up. Let's wrap this up. It's been a great conversation. It is, uh, this this drink is almost empty, which means that I need to go to the bar and get another one. So let's close this out. Who would like to play a round of hashtag mood before we say goodbye?
0: I do. Me. Sweet. What's your mood? What's
1: your mood? Always a jam. Yep. Yes. Thank you, Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that amazing hashtag mood theme song. What is hashtag mood? You ask hashtag mood is the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we are going to do now is go over to the tunes and tumblers inbox where people have left us moods, things they're going through in their life, things that are on their mind, things that they can't shake. And these are all going to be our fodder to create a playlist. We're going to choose one or two of those and turn them into playlists by choosing one song each. And I got a couple sitting around in the box that are just begging to be used. The first one coming up comes from Instagram at C underscore E underscore W underscore 202, who says that they are in love with their friendships.
3: Hmm. In love with their friendships.
1: I like this one. I was thinking about this because I think like we, we tend to kind of uh, romanticize or, or just idolize, put on, put on a pedestal, romantic relationships as being the highest form of connection, which I think is completely wrong. So what is it like to be in love with your friendships and what kind of music encapsulates that?
2: I'm going to go with Friends Will Be Friends by Queen.
1: Yes, that's a good one. For
2: obvious reasons. I don't think I need to explain myself
1: yes so mine is friends by golden coast i might have used this song before because it's an absolute banger it's one of my favorite songs of all time it's very simple it just has this like acoustic guitar hook and then beats mm-hmm. and a whistle throughout the whole thing and it's this guy singing about how much he likes you and like man we can just like go in my backyard we could build a treehouse fort. for it we could go fly kites go fishing and, mm-hmm. like, all I want to do is be your best friend. And I'm like, that I is love so that. cute. Yep. I like to fish. hmm
3: I'm thinking of uh, Where Nobody Knows, which is off the 2003 Kings of Leon album, AHA Shake Heartbreak. Ah, oh, what a good one. And uh, it's a song that I don't think, I think it's more like a bonus track on that album. And it's just, it's almost just talking about making friends with... Um, with the galley met on tour, despite the um, the negative things and the problems, you know, they might have, they struck up a nice little friendship. So I thought that was a cool one.
1: Mm,
0: I like I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to go with Old Friends by Circle Waves.
3: Oh, yes. Nice. Oh my God.
1: I just had a whole thing with Circle Waves.
0: I love Circle Waves, man. I, I interviewed
1: Kieran back in December Oh cool! New album. I
0: remember that I was like, why? Why
2: do they sound so familiar, even though I don't listen to them?
1: Uh, I just have like a whole thing with Circa Waves. Like, yeah, they have they have punctuated like really important moments in my life, and this whole new album of theirs is about like looking to the future and trying to imagine what like the world that your kids are going to live in in thirty years looks like. Yeah, so, I mean it's anxiety inducing, but he was just like, you know, like if you don't stay optimistic, what do we got?
2: that's so sick one, i'm gonna add one more because i can't help myself um yes. Happy accidents by saint motel it's literally oh, just cool, about yeah. a platonic friendship you know mm-hmm. um i think having having a love for your friends and feeling like you have the support that love gives is really special without the expectation of romance or physical or
3: we know. need more songs like that
1: we do. All these songs are about like I'm in love or I am broken hearted or or I'm 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 really struggling inside
2: my brain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: that's
2: that's really our, our current, uh, you know, our current landscape in music lately, because everybody came off from this great time of self-reflection and came out with, you know, realizing feelings are important and it's important to normalize
1: talking and singing mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, yeah. Who's really great at that? Lizzo. I was going to say beach weather. <laughs> and beach weather. Beach weather. Don't forget. That's a great playlist. Thank you everyone for contributing. I have one more. If y'all want to do this one, let's do it. Cool. This one comes to us on Instagram from at Dominica underscore job. Who's saying that they have been feeling free. Like they are standing on the edge of a cliff and colors are flying all around them. So that's very crazy.
3: <laughs> Feeling free, edge of a cliff.
1: Colors swarming all around them.
0: This isn't my official answer, but there's, um, have you guys seen the 2005 Pride and Prejudice?
1: <laughs> yes, I love that movie.
0: I love that movie, but I love the soundtrack. I had a couple of years where I listened to it just so much. And there's this one song called Liz on the Edge of the World. And that was like the first thing that came to my head. Oh,
1: that actually got me to mine. I'm choosing Edge of Glory by Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, that's a good one.
2: I'm going with uh, colors by the Knox and fluency.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, the Knox. Maybe if we talk about the Knox enough, they'll they'll actually agree to be on the show. Maybe, maybe.
3: Is I'm only- gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, Bruce Hornsby, just the way it is. <laughs>
1: oh, dude, do you know the <laughs> Confluence? Like, as soon as you mention something the first time, all of a sudden it'll start popping up everywhere. Yeah. Like two days ago, somebody said that's just the way it is. Like, and I just thought, like, oh, that Bruce Hornsby song. And then like in the in the ensuing 48 hours, I have heard people mention that song three times.
3: Oh, it means you're on the right track. It happens to me often.
1: Good things Mm -hmm. happen in threes, right? Or is it bad things happen in threes? I think everything just happens in threes. Mm.
3: I'm actually a witch, so watch (laughs) out. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Manifestation. I don't know why baby. I just thought of
2: Witchy Woman. <laughs> witchy Woman. Ooh, <laughs> yeah.
0: Woman.
2: Yeah. yeah. That is a jam. I love that song. Oh,
0: good I'm going to pick uh, Live Well by Palace. Nice. Ooh, I haven't heard that. Mm. I am a big, big fan of Palace. They're a very cool little indie band. And yeah, yeah. it's just a lovely song that
1: I can and imagine was- myself. Palace was on our list of artists to see at uh, Life is Beautiful and we never saw them. Oops. Oops. Sorry Palace. <laughs> we
2: had so much walking to do. Oh my god. That cool weekend undercover. 25 miles walked.
0: Really? 25 miles? Yeah, Anthony is the Jeez. type that likes
2: to go from stage to stage to stage and back and forth and that Some... and that festival was so spread out cuz it was in, you know, downtown Vegas and you know they still It wasn't just like an open field kind of thing like Bottle Rock is or, or, you know, Coachella. Mm -hmm. It's literally just this city scape that you're walking around to these various like parking lots where they've set up the stages. And so everything like main stage and all the different stages were like good 15 minute walks apart.
1: It was nuts. You'd have to schedule time if you're like one artists at the two separate like, the two big stages were at the opposite ends of this festival. Mm-hmm. It was Jeez. stupid.
2: They really, it, it felt up. like a fat camp. <laughs> like, I felt like I was at fat camp. <laughs> we're going to make you walk and lose all this weight this weekend, guys. Three ben days.
3: Stiller just comes out of nowhere. Yeah. No
2: <laughs> I thought, I, I, I swear, I thought he was going to pop up somewhere.
3: Oh,
1: man.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners... That's a (laughs) I I remember growing up that would just be like on TV sometimes. And it's one of those like where I just couldn't help myself, but sit and watch it (laughs) whenever it was on. movie. Mallrats is another one that's like that.
1: Well, listeners, do you have a mood of your own? Why not hit us up by calling the Toons and Tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 or texting it or dropping into our Instagram DMs? Or carrier also, pigeon. Or carrier pigeon. She's really pushing that mode of of mood. But we we have like this whole aviary now, and not one carrier pigeon has come in receiving a message. It's becoming a huge uh, loss on our on our annual budget.
2: I'm keeping the birds happy. Okay. I sing to them sometimes.
1: But yes, also every Thursday we will put out a call for moods, telling you who we're talking to next. So if you are fans. Of the band or artist, like let us know. Tell us what's on your mind because they might just be able to give you your own custom playlist. And with that, yeah. it's getting late. It is two in the afternoon, meaning it is time to close the bar for the night. But Wait, before it's two we in do, the afternoon? yeah, it's well, hot. where they are. Oh, I was like, it's 12. We are, we are, <laughs> we are a bi coastal podcast. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. But before we go, Reeve, any lingering thoughts or things you'd like to plug?
3: Just listen to our album, Pineapple Sunrise. It's out and uh, we're playing a lot of festivals. And then uh, so, you know, go to our website, go to our touring spot and see where we're playing. We're doing a whole uh, tour in June, too, with uh, Lovely, the band. Mm, Oh, that'll be
2: tight. Are you going to make it to L.A.?
3: Yeah. Yeah, we'll be in L.A.
2: Anthony, we should go because I would love to see Lovely, the band as well. Oh, yeah. But, that first, would be great. but first to see Beach Weather. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, it'll be a, it'll be a fun run. I'm stoked.
1: That's exciting. I'm very excited. Yes. Well, thank you, Reeve, so much for coming on. This has been an absolute pleasure. Hey,
3: thank you so much for having me.
1: Anytime and thank you all for listening to tunes and tumblers tunes and tumblers is an atwood magazine podcast and a member of the pantheon podcast network be sure to follow us on every platform and please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast it helps us out so much and if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom you'll find a link where you can support the pod directly every dollar goes to keeping the lights on and getting supplies to make these delicious drinks Tunes and tumblers was produced as always by Drew Franzblau and researched by Lily Eason. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time. Cheers. Cheers! Cheers. Clink. <laughs> Cheers clink.mp3, Drew.
4: It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football